0: Hello, hey. April. Hey, Sweetie, How are you doing today? I'm good. How are you? Good. It's been a pretty good week. Busy, but good. <laughs> I know, right? It's been a pretty jam-packed week. We've had a couple of, you know, back-to-back, you know, events going on. And, yep, it's been a lot of stuff. Like, I've basically been just, like, playing catch-up and catching up on, like, a bunch of things going on. But I have. there seems to be, like, a little birdie that tells me you've got two exciting things to share. But I'm going to ask you about that first thing. So I see that you presented it as part of the MBAS Summit, didn't you? I
1: did, yeah. I had the chance to do two sessions, one on community with Heather Newman and another uh, deep dive into Power Virtual Agents and how to get started with that. So those both went really well. There was a ton of great sessions uh, at Embass overall, so definitely check that out because they're all available on demand. So you can watch those at myembass.microsoft.com.
0: That is awesome. I'm definitely it's it's on my queue. I have like I said a bunch of videos to watch. But also the other thing the little birdie told me is you have some exciting news to share with us.
1: Yeah, so you know, a couple things channel 9 show. Uh, I just started a show called Powerful Dev so myself and Greg Hurlman on the advocacy team will be co-hosting this. And this show is all focused on, you know, the Pro dev or the code first developer experience in the Power Platform. So, we're highlighting people with those traditional programming language skills and their stories of how they're using the Power Platform. So, our first guest in our first episode was Dustin Sitton, and he's talking about how he transformed his company from being a primarily code first developer shop to leveraging the Power Platform. So, it's pretty cool, great way to kick off the, the new show here, and we'll have more episodes coming out soon.
0: Amazing. I'm very excited. All this awesome new content, so cool. Very jealous for you know everybody who's going to be watching. Going to learn new things and awesome things. I was going to say, it was a pretty jam-packed week because, of course, like I said, we had the Ability Summit, we had the MBAS Summit, but also yesterday, we had an amazing and one of my special favorite things I look forward to. So every month, all of our different .NET teams do a community stand-up where the PMs come on. Sometimes they have special guests from the engineering team. They come in and they talk about, you know, uh, the roadmap of all the things that's coming up in our, you know, our product cycle. So every Thursday, so the first Thursday of every month is my favorite community standup. That's the Zaren community standup. And yesterday's episode was pretty jam-packed, I'll tell you, because we had Jake, one of our amazing PMs, and of course, as always, Maddie, she hosts the show. And they were talking about uh, the new updates that are coming in as part of .NET 6 and .NET MAUI, and Jake showed you some cool stuff about the single project, you know, awesomeness that's been going on. So it was a very exciting episode. The links for it are in the show notes. Awesome. Well,
1: you know, speaking of community real fast, we had our SharePoint monthly community call yesterday and it was pretty cool. Definitely check out the recording on YouTube now, uh, which in the show notes here, uh, we had a mother daughter pairing presents a react web part that they built for SharePoint. Um, so it was Sam and Allison Collins and Allison, the daughter is only 14 years old. So breaking records for the youngest contributor um, contributor on the call there. So it was a pretty cool
0: experience and uh, a call to watch there. That is fascinating. So, like, mother daughter bonding time. And so, I'm, I'm guessing maybe the mom is already being a, been doing a little bit of this work and she just sort of inspired to get her daughter along to join her. Exactly. I mean, that's my kind of bonding right there, right? To, to code something together. So, it's really, really cool. That um, is very cool. Very cool. You know, like, so, like, I was just thinking, talking of other things you can do mother daughter together or with your kids. You know, the NASA helicopter that I'm always obsessed with, the little baby helicopter. Yeah. Also, by the way, Successful Flights Altogether is going to do an even more extended flight, it seems. But also we have, uh, there's a NASA gaming tutorial that you can go see how to make a baby helicopter tutorial. So pretty exciting. i put a link to that also in the show notes. But talking of show notes, let's talk about today's show. We've got some exciting guests. We have Jeff Fritz joining us. He's going to talk about what's new in .net. And then we have Chloe in her student section talking to an inspiringly awesome student, Next, then we have Rochelle, who's interviewing another very, ins- a lot of inspiring people on the show. She's interviewing an inspiring MVP. And of course, our favorite person, our best friend in the whole wide world, we have Diego, who's going to be sharing something inspiring, something cool from Diego's wall. Awesome. So I geared that shall we do it? Shall we get started? Let's do it. <laughs> All right, so starting kicking things off, we have Jeff Fritz joining us today to talk to us about what's new in .NET.
2: Hey, Hello.
0: Hey Jeff. Welcome to the show.
2: Oh, thank you for having me. It's great to be here in the friendly confines of Hello World.
0: <laughs> that is awesome. I'm digging your background. That is very, very cool.
2: That's
0: so, right. f- So for all of your new friends that you're meeting on the show today, do you want to give us a quick intro? Tell us who hey you there, are, friends. what you do.
2: Yeah, how's it going there? My name is Jeff Fritz. I'm a program manager on the Visual Studio and .NET teams with a focus on community interactions. I help out with planning events. I help out with virtual events that are going on online and with a particular focus on live video interactions. You can find us on YouTube and Twitch, broadcasting on the Visual Studio channel with all kinds of lessons and and effectively doing .NET radio, talking to folks and helping them out live.
0: That is amazing, super, super cool. I, 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 mean, I'm definitely going to be tuning in a little bit more to this .dotnet radio of yours. I love .dotnet. I love C sharp, as you can there see. You so I, so basically, I guess my first question would be: Now that you mentioned .dotnet, I see .dotnet. What is new? Mm. What's coming up next in .dotnet?
2: So the next version of .dotnet that's going to be coming out, we're going to see it come out in November. Is the scheduled release November 2021? We're going to see the scheduled release of. .NET six, so .NET six, the next step up from .NET five. This is a version that's been marked as a long-term support release, or an LTS release. You'll see us refer to it. And this version has a bunch of performance updates, a bunch of updates that are going to make Blazer perform better. And you're also going to see the introduction of, you mentioned it earlier, .NET Maui, our new multi-application user interface framework that you're gonna be able to use to build using some of those very similar Xamarin technologies for iPhone, Android, Mac, and Windows. Really great stuff coming as part of that. And there's also developer updates that are gonna make folks just a lot more productive, including things like Hot Reload that I think you've experienced with some of the Xamarin functionality that we've seen recently.
0: Of course. I mean, I'm very, very excited for .NET MAUI, like you say. I'm very excited to get all the cool awesomeness from our Xamarin, you know, development cycle and share it with the rest of the .NET community. So you did say dot, like Hot Reload. I love Hot Reload. Oh. Why don't you share with us, like, wh- what is it that you love about Hot Reload and why are we talking about the Hot Reload with Net6? What's going on?
2: So Hot Reload, when well, we've seen with the, our friends that are using Xamarin, it is an incredibly productive feature that we can use as developers to build an immediately see impact in our applications on mobile. So with .NET 6, we're going to bring hot reload to all of our application frameworks. And In fact, I've got a little bit of a video that I want to share with you where, where I show this working with Blazor. There it is. There's my video right there. This is using Visual Studio Code. I have that up on the left and I just built a new Blazor WebAssembly application, started it up and it's it's got that typical startup that you're used to seeing. And when we .NET watch right now, you make a change and it reloads the entire page. You saw that flash happen. Well, right now, if we go into our properties and we specify hot reload profile, Blazor wasm for a web assembly application. When we restart with that same .NET watch experience. Now, when we make changes to things like text, it updates immediately. Well, not just text, right? We're used to doing with with our Xamarin apps, we can update more than just text. We can update properties like the title here on my survey prompt uh, component. And there it is updated. We can change our styles and they they reflect immediately in the browser. There we go. I've got auto-save turned on here. So I'm not even clicking save and it's just adding components to the page and refreshing immediately huge production, productivity update that we get.
0: 100%, I mean, let me tell you using Hot Reload on Xamarin every day, life changer. I'm very excited Mm -hmm. that everyone's gonna experience it. I do have a question though, right now I have Visual Studio 2019 installed. Will this work with 2019 at the
2: moment? Right now, as part of preview three of .NET 6, it's not wired up just yet. It's going to be released. It's going to be as part of a preview release that you'll see later on in the summer as they finish building out those features.
0: Gotcha. Thanks for all that information. One last question before I let you go. Can I expect this to work with all .NET applications once this is out?
2: But that's the goal for .NET 6 release in November. We want to see it not just for Xamarin and Blazor, but also ASP.NET, WinForms, WPF, the whole shoot and match it should work with.
0: That is amazing. That is so cool. April, I cannot wait for you to try out Hot Reload on all the different .NET applications. It is amazing. Life-changing, life-changing tool.
1: Uh, Yeah, definitely. Where has this been all my life? (laughs) I could have used this (laughs) years ago, especially when I was doing lots of .NET and C Sharp stuff okay well so next up we have Chloe Condon she is back for our student spotlight segment let's see what amazing guests that she has with us this week
3: hey y'all Chloe Condon back again with the student segment and as I have every week I have an amazing student to highlight welcome to the show Loxley hi Chloe
4: I am so happy to be here thank you so much for having me on
3: So you are a Microsoft student ambassador, but you also have a lot of really cool hobbies. Tell us a little bit about yourself and all the things that you do.
4: Yes. Okay. So I'll just give a little bit of background myself. So I'm currently a senior at the University of Washington studying informatics. And informatics is a really unique major because it's right at the intersection of information, computer science, and people. And really, those are like the key aspects, I feel like, of being a really awesome Microsoft Learn student ambassador. And that's, I became a Microsoft Learn student ambassador last January. So I have only been one for about four months now, but I've had so many of amazing experiences, so many awesome opportunities. So I've been, I would say like for hobbies, I've been doing a lot of blogging. But most recently, this past April, I've started doing what's called a visual green tech challenge, which we'll go into a little more later. But most recently, I co-hosted the Global AI Student Conference with Microsoft two weekends ago. And we have a couple more exciting tech conferences on the horizon that I'm excited to dive into a little more.
3: Congratulations. That's so exciting. And you know, my background's a little boring. I'm going to make my background this beautiful art that you made. Um, Tell us a little bit about what this is. (laughs) Yes. First of all,
4: a beautiful background. I need to do that in my own background. So you have inspired me. So I'll go into this a little bit. So Nitya is an amazing cloud advocate with Microsoft and she's been doing these amazing sketch notes. She's actually the person who introduced me to sketch notes. And so during the month of April, she led a visual green tech challenge to spread awareness around Earth Day. And so I participated in all of the daily challenges. Those are all of the visuals that you see behind you, Chloe. And The awesome part about this is Microsoft is partnering with Ecosia to plant 1000 trees For this. So, just an amazing cause to be a part of. And the final thing I'll note is my twin sister helped me with a couple of these visuals. She is the incredibly talented artist. So, she drew a very cute elephant for Project 15 and a Stellar's J for community advocacy. So, 100%, you can actually find them on my personal blog. And if you scroll through my Twitter, you will see them all. So, I highly recommend checking them
3: out. The talent runs in the family. We love to see it. And are you going to be joining us at all in the student zone at Build?
4: Yes, that's actually the most exciting thing that I'm looking forward to this month is after participating in the Visual Green Tech Challenge, Nitya connected me to the amazing people running the student zone at Microsoft Build. So I have the amazing opportunity to host a session At Microsoft Build, specifically the session on an introduction to Visual Studio and GitHub. So, if you're new to GitHub or Visual Studio, if you've used it for a couple of years, I am like, you are going to learn a ton. It's going to be an amazing session.
3: I'm so excited. Every year I look forward to build um, one of my, my, one of the more enjoyable online conferences that I've been to. I'm going to have a quick cameo here uh, from one of our, our favorite. Uh, oh, let's see if I can get it. We have um, last year I had the pleasure of interviewing the students of Microsoft the musical who put together all of the interns who put that together. And it was so incredible to hear about their story and what inspired them to do that. Um, Do you have any favorite memories from your previous builds you've been to?
4: Yes, I would say one of my most favorite, favorite memories. This is from 2019 build when a very special feature in Visual Studio was talked about. Specifically, it's called Visual Studio Live Share. And it is where you can collaborate, you can bring multiple people into a single Visual Studio, and you can all code and debug at the same time. I love Microsoft Musical. So absolutely fantastic. But so I mean, awesome thing is after hearing about Visual Studio Live Share, I tried it out for the very first time last December. And it's just, I feel like if you're working on like a school project or like you're casually coding, like just an amazing tool to use
3: and there's so many things to learn last year we got to learn from Instafluff, all about streaming and coding online there's going to be things from make code there's going to be things from the vs code team you never know what's going to happen in the students own it build so make sure that you register at aka.ms slash hello build or uh, check out the show notes thanks y'all thank you that
1: was great. Really looking forward to your session. at Build Loxley. That's awesome. Um, unfortunately, I have no artistic bone in my body. Uh, Suiki, have you tried sketch at all?
0: Man, exactly like Loxley. My sister has all the talent in artists. She's she's uh, she's an animator, so she's the drawer. I'm the cupboard of our family. So that's just that's just how it is. I'm gonna tell her about sketchnoting and you know get her inspired into getting into this awesomeness. And you know, talking of awesomeness, our next segment time is here. So next up, we have the MVP Spotlight, where today Rochelle is going to be talking to MVP Harjit.
5: Great. Thanks so much, Sveiki. So today's guest is an IT pro who is uh, an MVP. It's Harjit Dollywall. Hi, Harjit.
6: Hi, Rochelle. It's good to be here.
5: Great to have you. So we at the MVP program heard about you long before we met you in person. And before you went MVP, you were very active in the community. And we'd love to hear how you became the powerhouse that the community rallied
6: behind. So first and foremost, it's the community. I mean, um, the community is what made the powerhouse, as you said, right? Uh, Or as you called it. Uh, It was... Them who rooted for me uh, based on my character, my personality, uh, who I am as a person, and what I was giving, and how much I was giving uh, to them and 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 helped them, I guess, in their careers, in their uh, technical abilities and stuff like that. So they rooted for me, and this is where I am today.
5: It's so great to hear. And I know you personally, and I know you as such a friendly guy. So how do you, being so well-known, maintain such a welcoming, friendly attitude?
6: So I go back, I always recall my roots. Um, you know, I think if you remember where we all started, we all started somewhere. We didn't get to where we are today just by jumping, you know, the the, the ladder. You had to. We had to take steps. So I always remember that. When I remember that, I become very humble, and and you know appreciate all the people that have helped me through my journey to where I am today, and gave me the the roads and the avenues to to get here. So I in turn I try to do the same for uh, you know for others, um, and try to help them from my experiences, uh, skills, abilities, resources, and just just give them that you know.
5: That's so wonderful to hear. And I'd love to hear more about how you continue to keep engaged within the community, Harjit.
6: Easy. <laughs> I'm a social butterfly, to, to, to say the least. You know, I love socializing, I love the community. And I'm also a big advocate for social media, right? So I'm also known um, as a social media strategist. I leverage all sorts of things in social media, uh, particularly Twitter where I'm very active. And I've got a pretty good following uh, there as well. And the other way that I engage is that I created other avenues or other silos for the community to actually seek help, um, you know, make friendships, um, ask for technical um, you know, assistance and so on and so forth. For example, like LinkedIn and Facebook groups and, Slack and, you know, Discord and you name it, right?
5: Amazing. And how do you continually stay successful year after year in the community?
6: So my success is actually the success of the community, right? If they are successful, it actually reflects back to me. So I don't focus on myself. Like I'm not doing any of these things for myself or for Hajit. I'm doing it you know, all for the recognition or awards and things like that. It's like, I'm just trying to help these people. I'm trying to help everybody I can help. And if they become successful, you know, I join the journey as well.
5: It makes so much sense. What comes around goes around. So yeah. completely agree with that. And lastly, how do you maintain these relationships worldwide?
6: I keep an open uh, communication channels with everybody. So everyone is welcome to contact me uh to any way possible, email, social media, and so on and so forth. Um, and I try to keep that, you know. I and I, you know, acknowledge people. And um, again, I try to love making friends. I try to join uh, locations where I can also mentor people. And and with that, then it's just it's just a trickling effect. I also have various YouTube shows that I do this um, with some of my, um, my peers. And, uh, and we have fun, right? We, we just kind of do that kind of thing uh, to maintain those relationships.
5: Wonderful. Well, it's been so great having you on the show. We so appreciate your time. Thank you so much. And uh, back to you, Suiki and April.
6: Thanks for having me.
0: That was amazing. I love Harji's energy. <laughs> I love it. You have a brand new Twitter follower. You see the notification come up on your thing. I'm not going to follow awesome. you all okay. <laughs> <laughs> yeah,
1: that's totally awesome. I've been following RG for a while on Twitter, so it's cool to get some advice on how we can expand our networks there. All right, well, it is time for Diego's wall. Let's see what Diego.
7: Hello, hey. real. Hello, Sweetie, and hello, world. <laughs> I'm so happy to be here. I'm Diego. I'm in my office in Seattle, Washington. And uh, as you know, by now I'm surrounded by these walls where I've been collecting uh, stories and anecdotes and ideas over the 20 years that I've been at Microsoft. One of the things that I've been uh, collecting is also paradoxes. I love a good paradox. One is from a mathematician, for example, Blas Pascal in 1657. Actually, there's a programming language after name after him. And he wrote in a letter to someone else, he said, If I had more time, I would have wrote you a shorter letter. If I had more time, I would have wrote you a shorter letter. And that's a paradox because paradoxes are things that actually sound contradicting, but the more you think about it, it makes sense. If you have more time to think about what you wanna say, you can say it in less words. So today I wanna share a paradox that I saw at Microsoft and I seen the tech industry all the time when I mentor people and, and through my colleagues. And that is that in a big desire to be super productive and super focused, they actually do something that is counterproductive. And that is to only focus on their deep expertise. You know, when you're working on software or you're working in the tech industry, yes, you need deeper expertise or something, but you actually become more productive when you also have a broad interest on other things. Let's say like hobbies, for example. It is actually that combination of deep expertise and broad interest that make you the most creative. Now, this is something that I knew in my heart, but I found in this book, Originals. I found a study highlighted by Adam Grant that I that I actually keep on the wall. I keep it uh, up here, uh, right there or there. But you know that instead of doing that, so you can see it, we're going to put it on the screen so we can put it on the screen and you can see that uh, there was a study made about the Nobel Prize winning scientist all of them from 1901 to 2005. And they looked at all the scientists that won Nobel Prizes and did not win Nobel Prizes. And they looked at, did they have artistic hobbies? And look at what the data shows, that if an award-winning, if a scientist had a music artistic hobby, they were two times more likely to win a Nobel Prize. And if they had drawing, painting, or sculpting hobbies, they were seven times rated to win an Nobel Prize. Look at this, if they had a hobby about poetry, writing, or, or writing novels or plays, 12 times bigger odds of winning an Nobel Prize. And check this out, if they were an amateur actor or actress or a dancer, they actually were 22 times more likely to win an Nobel Prize. So this is the data that shows, and, and experiments and, and, and research was done similarly about patent holders, inventors, people who have patents in the US or entrepreneurs for startups, and they found the same pattern. If you have a broad interest of hobbies, you actually are more likely to be productive. I'm going to go back to the center. Okay. So um, why is this? That's because like our brains are pattern matching machines. That's what our brains are. So the more diverse set of data that you put into our brains, the more interesting the patterns that our brains will find and match. We gotta fit our brain diverse concepts. You know, when you take a break from your deep expertise and you go do a hobby, you come back to your problem set with from a slightly different angle. That is because like different disciplines have actually different uh, paradigms. If you're a music, uh, Broadway musical, Actress, it actually has a different set of rules than if you are a software engineer, but you bring some of that paradigm and you apply it to the other paradigm. So that, I'm, gonna, I'm in April, am I making any sense? Sweetie so far
1: yeah totally i mean I, I know from personal experience i didn't know there was a whole paradox about this but i know when i take a break and play the piano or something or the harmonica that i feel better at work and can solve more problems and get unstuck so it's cool to know that this is actually a thing <laughs> there's a whole paradigm behind it
7: it is yeah. a thing and that's like this is what when, you know when next time you think i'm so busy i wanna i wanna achieve so much i don't have time to have a hobby I actually will challenge you to say you don't have time not to have a hobby, you know, because it is that broad range of interest that is gonna make you better at what you wanna be an expert at. So call to action for you in the audience is if you don't have a hobby, pick up a hobby. If you have abandoned the hobby because you wanted to be more productive, rekindle your love for that hobby. And, and then give your brain time and space to mix those concepts. And that's one of the things we've been at Microsoft when we tell our employees to bring your whole self to work. You know, we take trainings about allyship and covering. So it's not only about bring your whole background, how you grew up, your ethnicity, your whole self. It's also about bringing all your interests and all your passions and find a way. So again, as a Microsoft leader myself, where I manage teams, I'll tell you, April and sweetie, like if I if I have the choice as a Microsoft leader that our employees will spend one more hour on their actual project, or they will spend one hour pursuing a hobby that they have a passion for, I would prefer they use that hour because their brain will then do the magic. And it's the it's the mix of these disciplines that brings us the most creative ideas. So that's all for me today. I'll have more for you next week.
1: Uh, That's an amazing call to action. I think we should all take that to heart. And another thing that having a hobby does, it helps prevent burnout too. You don't want to get burned out by just work, work, work. Can you take a break? (laughs)
0: Excellent. Excellent point. And I'm going to take that clip of Diego today, show it to my manager. And that's why I have blocks of time today in my calendar just to play Legos and, you know, Maybe bake some bread because that—that's—that's that's just what I love to do. That's why you're a
1: Game Boy and you're Tamagotchi. I mean, you have
0: so many things, right? Exactly. So that's just—it's part of my productivity cycle. I love it. I love to, this. You know, I love today's call to action from Diego.
1: Yeah. Well, we we've had an amazing show today. So let's bring back Jeff Fritz. So he talked to us all about the latest in .NET. I know I am looking forward to all of that hot reload goodness to finally hit. So. Great. Anything you want to say to anyone, Jeff? Any calls to action here for people to learn more?
2: Oh, my gosh. We've got the .NET 6 Preview 3 is currently available. You can find links to that from the .NET website. More details about that on the .NET and ASP.NET blogs on devblogs.microsoft.com.
1: Awesome. And we also have Chloe and Locksley for our student spotlight. Locksley, totally looking forward to your build session. Um, You want to tell people how they can join that or
4: anything you want to... Yes. I mean, I think Chloe said just, I think even if you just type in like Microsoft build into <laughs> Bing, you will literally find the yeah. link and you'll be able to sign up. But also about creativity, like Diego said, start a hobby, start drawing. Even you don't, I came in with visual green tech, visual sketch zero experience. So you can absolutely dive in. I'll even ping me on Twitter. I will provide, I will help you with any Advice that you need. I guess we hope that maybe I can learn it.
1: And of course, we had Rochelle and Harjit. Hi, hey, Harjit. Good Hi. to see you here, We're talking all about engage with the community. Uh, Harjit, can you share how people can follow you or any other advice.
6: Yeah, uh, please follow me on Twitter and uh, definitely reach out and let me know how I can help. And you know, um, bottom line is, you know, uh, we are what we are from what people provided us and and helped us so just be humble be good people and give back and help
1: awesome and of course diego we already have some great advice
0: Mm from diego he is practicing what he preaches right now Mm -hmm. He's working on his Nobel Prize, so that's 2x Nobel Prize over here. We have Chloe with her Broadway background, 22x. So many Nobel Prize, you know, potential winners here. Everybody, when you win, please mention me in your thank you speech. That's all I ask. And (laughs) thank you, everyone, for joining us for the show today. We had an awesome time. Thanks for everyone watching live. Uh, Up next, we're going to have Explore. Azure Cognitive Services while building an AI playground. And if you're watching us on demand, stay stay there. There's more stuff gonna come in soon. Everybody else, let's wave out today. So we're gonna do this wave. We're gonna do the. All right. We're gonna do this wave today. We're try something new. <laughs>